the workshop will be called Small Group 2.0. And, you know, with the idea being that Small Group 1.0 wasn't working out so great, which is why they're taking Small Group 2.0. I'm Travis Albritton, and you're listening to Episode 9 of Ministry Startup, the podcast about what it's like to start a ministry from scratch. In the last episode, I received some important advice from a noteworthy advisor. So to help people figure out what, how did you say, you want to be able to help people figure out who they're supposed to be and what they're good at? Yeah, it's, so the, if I could summarize it, it's helping you figure out who God created you to be, you know, that you are going to honor God the most, you're going to please God the most, and you're going to enjoy life more when you're being true to yourself. Getting that time with Steve kickstarted the next chapter for Unlock Your Gifts. I had spent enough time dwelling on what didn't work. Now it was time to move forward. I was ready to pick myself back up and put my hand to the plow. But what would that look like? What should I do next? And what do I need to do differently moving forward? After my time with Steve Staten and a period of deep reflection, I made the decision to create something entirely new. One of the reasons was that I didn't feel like I had a clear path forward with Unlock Your Gifts. I had executed the launch to the best of my abilities at that point, and while Steve gave me a lot of things to consider, I hadn't quite settled on how I wanted to proceed. I like the certainty of a plan, and I didn't really have one at this point. There is another reason why I decided to take a break from Unlock Your Gifts, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Don't worry, you'll know what it is by the end of this episode. But for now, now being the time immediately after I met with Steve, Unlock Your Gifts would sit on the shelf, just until I felt like I had a better strategy moving forward. But I didn't want to lose the positive momentum that I had built. So much of success, both in the ministry world and in the business world, can be attributed to staying in motion. The law of inertia states that objects in motion tend to stay in motion, whereas objects at rest tend to stay at rest. Just think about the last time you got out of the habit of having daily quiet times. How much harder was it to start back up again? A lot harder than if you had just maintained that habit to begin with. So I didn't want to lose inertia. But since I was taking a strategic break from Unlock Your Gifts, I needed something else to work on. The dilemma for me was choosing which path to pursue. I feel like my head is just constantly exploding with ideas, things that I want to try, things that I'm curious to see, if it'll pop, if it'll work. Uh, Last week, I came up with a clothing line around the tag, Live Your Calling, which is kind of my focus for Unlock Your Gifts and for that website and t-shirts, and coffee mugs, and hoodies, and all kinds of stuff. So there's that. And then yesterday, I came up with an idea for a Facebook watch or YouTube channel called um, Ministry in Real Life. Tips, tricks, and hacks to make you a more effective Christian. 
and thinking about color schemes and thumbnails and intros and I just feel like I'm going to explode with all of these ideas. And so it's, but it's frustrating because I want to do everything, you know, and, and, and these coming, these ideas are coming after I've told people and committed to writing a book. So, so many, so many ideas. I don't know what to do. You heard right. I told several people I was going to write a book. Now, to be fair, it's not a bad idea, and it would certainly help elevate my status in the church community as someone with something to offer. But is it the right next move? I can't do everything all at once. That's just a recipe for feeling overwhelmed and not doing anything particularly well. But I had to eventually make a decision. The ideas kept on coming. I made a conscious effort not to say no right away to any idea, no matter how crazy it seemed. Whenever an idea would begin to form, I would whip out my phone or a notepad and jot it down before I forgot what it was. Now, most people can identify specific rituals or times during the day where this kind of thinking feels more natural and less forced. For me, These times were during my afternoon runs around the neighborhood, and it was after one of these runs when the idea that I would eventually land on began to take shape. The workshop will be called Small Group 2.0, and, you know, with the idea being that Small Group 1.0 wasn't working out so great, which is why they're taking Small Group 2.0. And um, as far as how the leader fits into the overall picture of... You know, being within the small group, they are the catalyst. They are the match that starts the fire. Because you can have all the firewood neatly arranged and perfectly in place, but unless something initiates a spark, then it will just stay there. It will just stay wood. You need something to start the chain reaction that creates the fire. And that's the leader's job, is to equip and inspire their people to become the best version of themselves. This idea, creating a course to help church small group leaders, had a lot of potential for a number of reasons. Number one, it was easy to understand. A lot of the things I teach in Unlock Your Gifts are pretty cutting edge for the church world at large. Blending psychology, social science, brain physiology, and the Bible To help Christians gain a clear sense of their calling isn't exactly the easiest thing to comprehend. And it could be difficult to grasp if you really need Unlock Your Gifts or not. Creating an online course to help small group leaders lead better small groups is pretty straightforward. Number two, it has a clear audience. While Unlock Your Gifts is a little more nuanced in regards to who it's tailored to help, This course would be simple. If your small group isn't working, try this instead. By knowing exactly who would benefit from taking this course, I would have a much easier job convincing them that they should invest in it. Having a clear audience is crucial. Just go back to episode 2 when I talked about successful versus unsuccessful ministries. Knowing your audience is one of the keys to building a successful ministry. And number three... I was 10 steps ahead of where I was before. 
When I was putting Unlock Your Gifts together, I had no idea what I was doing. I had never built a website, never made an online course, and never even written a catchy headline. So if Unlock Your Gifts took me 10 months to put together, I was confident I could do Small Group 2.0 in just three. So to get started, I sketched a rough outline of a plan to make sure that this was something people were actually looking for. I would offer the course as a free workshop for the first 100 people that wanted to sign up. Then I would have them fill out a form with the number one problem they were dealing with and pick the top results as the problems I would choose to tackle in each module. So I sent out some feelers, set up the sign-up form, and watched as people started to register. Once enough people had signed up, I started rolling out the course one module at a time. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to module one of the Small Group Leaders Workshop, where you learn how to lead a thriving small group without feeling overwhelmed or doing everything yourself. And let's just jump right into module one, where we're going to get really clear about how to create a goal that not only is inspiring and aspirational, but gets everyone on the same page. Pushing into this new course was exciting. Why? Because new things are fun. When you're first starting out, you haven't had to experience the sting of defeat or overcome any obstacles. It's kind of like the first date where the other person can literally do no wrong and everything is viewed with rose-tinted glasses. Even when they fart, you think, wow, they're so chill and down to earth. It was the same thrill I felt when I started creating Unlock Your Gifts over a year and a half ago. This period of feeling excited again even led to another passion project, this podcast. So if you've been enjoying Ministry Startup, you can thank the crazy version of Travis that at this point in time said, why not? But there was a problem. Starting this podcast and developing a new online course were band-aids to a much bigger issue something I needed to face sooner rather than later. I don't like feeling stupid. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I don't know anyone who does like feeling stupid, but I definitely don't like feeling stupid. Unlock your gifts, making me feel stupid. You know, it's it's one thing to kind of know what the next thing to do is. You know, so when I was creating it, when I was doing the website, like there was always a clear path and I I could relatively easily figure out what I needed to do next. But I just, I got, I have gotten to the point now where I don't know what to do. And I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, You know, the small group leaders workshop and the podcast are much more exciting to me right now. Um. You know, because I haven't, I haven't, I haven't screwed those things up yet. I guess I don't like feeling stupid. That may seem obvious to you, and you probably share the sentiment. It's not fun when you don't know what you're doing. I remember the first time I picked up a guitar, my fingers wouldn't go in the right place. The sound I was making was barely better than throwing the guitar down a flight of stairs. And after five minutes, I had to stop completely because my fingers were turning purple. 
How will I ever be a guitar player if this is what it will be like? That feeling of being in over your head, that's how I felt about Unlock Your Gifts. The reason I was so quick to jump into developing a new course was because it was something I knew how to do. I now knew how to make a great course. I knew how to make a website. I knew how to set up an email campaign. I knew what I was doing. And that felt really good. So good that the thought of putting myself back out there to try and make Unlock Your Gifts successful was off-putting. What if it doesn't work the second time? What if I can't ever figure it out? And what if I'm just not good enough or smart enough to figure it out? Suddenly, this wasn't about leaving my job and being self-supported in the ministry. This was about feeling good about myself and playing it safe. The exact opposite of why I started in the first place. This isn't a new feeling for me. When you're working in ministry, you're constantly faced with feeling like an idiot. Having to address sin in your group, but not knowing how to do it. Wanting to help someone grow, but not knowing the best way to inspire them. Wanting to grow in your Bible study, but not knowing how to get deeper. Many Christians will choose not to address these things. They'll turn a blind eye and keep moving forward like everything is alright. Why? Because to ask for help, or to try something only to fail in front of others, would mean feeling like a fool. And this was my fear. I wanted to be successful, but only as long as I didn't feel stupid. I tend to be fairly self-aware when it comes to these sorts of things, knowing intuitively why I'm feeling the way that I am. But sometimes my personal breakthroughs and discoveries are the result of learning something new at exactly the right time. In this instance, it was discovering the work of Carol Dweck, a psychology professor at Stanford University. Carol explains that there are actually two mindsets that affect how you respond to adversity. The first is called the fixed mindset. If you have a fixed mindset, you believe that your personal characteristics are set in stone and that your intelligence is static. Whenever you succeed, that serves to validate how smart you actually are. However, the fixed mindset also creates an urgency to prove yourself. Failure is to be avoided at all costs because it will only serve to chip away at the foundation of your established awesomeness. Why try to learn guitar when you're already good at Nintendo? Much better to be the best Super Smash Brothers player than a mediocre guitarist. People with a fixed mindset will even bend the truth to inflate the results of their own achievements, seeing that as a lesser evil compared to actually failing. The second mindset is called the growth mindset. People with a growth mindset believe that their characteristics and their intelligence can be cultivated. They're focused on becoming a better version of themselves rather than resting on their laurels. This person constantly looks for new things they can get their hands on, new worlds to explore, and new skills to acquire. For the growth mindset, success is something that you can work towards 
And failure is simply the price of admission to get to where you want to go. Learning about these two ways of handling failure and success really resonated with how I was feeling. It became obvious to me that when it came to unlock your gifts, I had adopted a fixed mindset. The fear that I might continue to fail was overwhelming and made it very easy to justify pursuing new opportunities. But unless I could figure out how to change my perspective and have a growth mindset where failure is simply a part of the journey, my new projects wouldn't succeed either. Once they got to the place where I didn't know what to do next, they too would fizzle out. Not a good place to be. I need to have a growth mindset about unlock your gifts. I just, I have to have one. Um, yeah, I don't like failing. I don't like feeling like an idiot, but no one ever did anything meaningful without feeling like an idiot at some point. Everyone starts from the beginning. Everyone starts from zero. You know, Albert Einstein wasn't always the best math, best mathematician ever. He started learning one plus one equals two, just like everyone else. And I just got to have, I have to have that growth mindset where I'm just focused on the process, focused on learning, focused on growth. And that if I can become the person that's capable of making Unlock Your Gifts successful, then it will be successful. All this, of course, pending God's will, God's purpose in my life. I'm fairly confident this is something he wants me to do. So I'm pretty sure that he will most likely bless what I'm trying to create. But I'll let him speak for himself. I won't promise or claim anything that he hasn't said specifically in the, in the Bible, he will do. For Unlock Your Gifts to reach its full potential, I would need to embrace a growth mindset. I say embrace because it really is a choice. Each and every one of us has the ability to decide how we will respond to the things that happen to us. And if I had a choice, I wanted to make the best one possible. After all, Christianity isn't about perfectly holding to the law. It's about being perfect in the sight of God through Jesus. Failure isn't an indictment of who I am as a person. It's merely an opportunity to become better. But am I willing to embrace the ugly, push through feeling stupid, and reach the other side? Am I willing to be patient enough to become the kind of person that's capable of running a successful online ministry. I guess we'll find out soon enough. On the next episode of Ministry Startup, I interview for the position at my church and decide the future of Unlock Your Gifts. All right, so that went well. Um, Asked me a bunch of questions. I gave him some some answers. I thought they were good answers. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we'll see. They said um, Jonathan said they would make a decision by the end of the week. So could be really soon. I believe that the church's best days are yet to come, and I believe that it's ordinary Christians doing extraordinary things that will get us there. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a review 
and Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and would love to hear how this podcast has helped or encouraged you. If you want to find out more about Ministry Startup, just go to ministrystartup.com. The theme song for this podcast was written and performed by Flow Up. You can find out more about his music by going to his Facebook page, FlowUp623. Other music from this episode was written and performed by Michael Parallax. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon on the next episode of Ministry Startup.